following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 27 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Stank, how are you doing today? I'm actually, I'm actually kind of sore right now. Really? Yeah. I, for those of you that listened before uh, last week's podcast, when we were on the Jericho cruise, someone mistook me for Gabriel Iglesias, and so like I've been overweight for a while, and I think that was the the straw that broke the camel's back. So I've been going to the gym, and uh, I'm pretty tender right now. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah. What uh, what kind of workouts you been getting in? So like I used to work out a lot and I used to like heavy lift and do a lot of bench press and stuff. Um, but you were a football player before, no? Yeah, but I can't do that anymore because like if I do get like big muscle, it'll just make me look fatter. So working on the aerobic stuff, getting on an elliptical bike, knocking out some miles and then maybe doing some arms. But uh, yeah, I feel like I'm made of like uh, SpaghettiOs right now. Just real. Yeah, I've been wanting to get back into the gym myself. I um i foolishly on um, what like episode zero and episode like one or two was like i'm gonna get in shape for the jericho cruise has it happened uh i got i mean i mean round is a shape <laughs> correct a yeah sphere? a sphere is technically no, a shape I mean, you've been pretty good every time i've offered you a soda you've declined uh, i've wanted a soda so bad like for those of you uh who listened to the earlier episodes uh i for the long for like two years gave up soda and then just fucking went nuts. Like, for a while, like, relationship weight is a real thing. When I was living with my ex-girlfriend, we would go to, like, Jewel, and they would have, like, hey, buy, a, buy five two-liters, and we'll give it to you for, like, $3 or whatever it yeah, was. it's cheaper than water. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, well, I should probably drink all the soda. And we would get so much soda, and then I, I, I'd cut it all off. But I recently went cold turkey starting maybe like a few weeks before Christmas. It wasn't even like New Year's resolution. I was just like, nope, no more soda and cut it off. Uh, so I've been stuck with my water. For those of you who, who ever see me, I have my giant gallon of water. Jug, yep. Yeah, Braden uh, Harrington in front of the show is always like, oh, man, you and your, your gallon of water. But, yeah, no, I'm hopefully there's a uh, changes are coming. Um, we've mentioned our studio. Uh that we're going to be, it's going to be the podcast studio. We're currently right now in the studio where uh, Matt Nix, friend of the show, records uh, his podcast, My Violet Tendencies, which I was a guest on this week. It'll come out uh, later on this week. We'll, you know, we'll uh, blast it all out there and stuff. And I heard you had some uh, interesting questions. Well, it was really fun because for those of you who know, uh, Matt Nix, one of my best friends, and he and I will just go on these tangents about anything. And that was how like we went into it with zero. We posted like, "Hey, does anyone have questions?" About half an hour before we were gonna record, so we waited a little bit. But he and I just kind of started going, and it it was pretty interesting. Like, if you want to hear a podcast with uh with uh talks of mental health and ghosts, uh, which male celebrities we would kiss, and whether or not we uh we like feet, go go listen to that episode. Who doesn't make love sure. feet? michael heredia stupid <laughs> yeah, michael apparently. um but yeah like it you know and i'll make sure to to hype that up when it comes out i also got another set of great news concerning a podcast uh friend of the show and first guest on the show marty DeRosa. he now currently does marty and sarah love wrestling with sarah joy shockey whose beautiful voice to hear up you know up top in in our intro and uh yeah he used to do wrestling with depression uh, and through that, like he met Sarah, they started doing wrestling without depression. Uh, and that turned into Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And he eventually retired the show. And one of the biggest compliments that I ever gotten from him was right around the time that I won like employee of the year, because it was not only in like my personal or like my work kind of life that I like bounced back, but like personal personally too. You're in your stride. Yeah. There was a lot of like real shitty stuff that happened but i kind of just it was, a, it was a true cinderella story and i remember the biggest compliment i received from anyone was from him where he said if he were to bring back uh, wrestling with depression that like i was like a first ballot you know like i would be the one person he'd want to talk to 
well, Marty the other day messages me and says, hey, would you be interested in like being on wrestling with depression? And I was like, oh my God, that is, yes, that is, you know. Like, like, I'll check my schedule. I, I was like, yeah, I was like, brother, I am Matt and Nick Jackson uh, at the Sears Center. I am fucking all in, you know. Um, so I'll be appearing on that. And they announced it on their show uh, this last Thursday. So, you know, I didn't spoil it, but I'm super excited to do that. Um, because Marty, for a lot of like me, for like after like I met him around the time I was like 18, so he's kind of seen me develop from like uh, angsty teenager into uh, fine adult, yeah, <laughs> refined fine, young gentleman, a refined young gentleman. So I'm pretty excited to do that. I'll uh, I'll talk more about that when you know when it actually gets recorded and stuff. But super excited about that. Um, also super excited for this Friday because uh, Dave, what's this Friday? Freelance Friday. Freelance Friday. Send in the clowns. Send in the clowns. Uh, yeah, Freelance Wrestling, official sponsor of the show, presents this show, uh, Send in the Clowns. And boys are going to be like a hell of a show. They've been slowly announcing some of the matches, uh, which I'm super excited for. Most notably, uh, two former guests of the show, Effie and Project Monix. They're wrestling for the Legacy Championship. And whew, it's going to be a barn burner. That is, yeah, that is going to be great. I love those two guys so yeah. much. Um, and yeah, the, the show is, uh, like I said, Friday, February 7th at the Logan square auditorium doors open at seven show starts at eight. Uh, there's still some tickets left. Uh, so go to freelancewrestling.com for those. If you can't make it, go to, uh, IWTV. Um, and you know, you can stream it there. If you use the code freelance, I believe you got like a free 20 day trial. So, Hey, go, you know, what do you got to lose? What do you got to lose? It's a free 20 days. Uh, you can go back and watch the Freelance Halloween Battle Royale from 2019. I I heard some interesting things happen there. Uh, but Dave, why don't you tell the people about our other sponsor? Uh, M3 Toys, which is uh, owned by, if you've been listening to the show, Stupid Michael. We're actually right above their offices yeah, right now. We should just stomp and bother them. But uh, if you use code PWTCAST, uh, you get 10% off anything on their store. That's pre-orders, uh, any of the Funko Pops he's got. I mean... He started out as just a Funko Pops shop, but he's got a whole lot more in his store. So um, that's anything. Just use PWT Cast and uh, get yourself a save. Baby Yoda Funko Pop. Heck yes! You know they don't have any Babu Freak uh, Funko Pops yet. Yeah, uh, but speaking of Babu Freak, uh, we'll get to the last uh, sponsor of the show, and that's uh, Hot Topic. Hot Topic Joe, uh, Metal Joe Rules is his Instagram. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. We love Joe. Um, stick, stick around to the end of the episode and, uh, you'll hear a little bit more about Joe, but yeah, it's, um, it's been a pretty interesting last few weeks. I know our last two episodes have been a really big hit. You know, we had, a uh, Colt Cabana, uh, as episode 25, kind of, uh, a nice little celebration of us making it to 25 episodes. And then we had, uh, the Jericho Cruise oh, last Oh, the Madness week. at Sea episode. Mad- yeah, Madness at Sea, and it is quite the episode. Like, I've heard... So many, like, like uh, I mentioned them, friend of the show, Brayden Harrington of the Up Next podcast over at Post Wrestling. <clears throat> he was, uh, he was like sending me, uh, like, think, like he was listening to it and as he was going on. It was just like uh, live reactions where he's like, I didn't know you podcasted with your podcast host was uh, Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> he was like, he doesn't even look like him. What the fuck was that guy's problem? Oh, what? There, there was a murder? What? The that lady uh jumped into your room like just if this is your first episode do yourself a favor go back and listen to the Jericho Jericho episode the Jericho Cruise episode it was fun <sighs> it was fun it's a long one I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you it's a long one but it was uh it was pretty fun yeah it was ridiculous we were we were really worried because most of the time when we were recording it was late at night it was actually early in the morning it's probably like two o'clock almost every single time. And uh, we would get into these, we would just start babbling, and it was just nonsense. And we're like, I don't know how much of this is usable. but I, usable. I did have to edit out some stuff, yeah. which was a lot, of, uh, a lot of us just incoherent. And not even like funny and incoherent, just very much just... Babbling. Very inside babbling that nobody would understand. Yeah. You know, maybe like Michael, but 
yeah, it was a lot of that. Um, but hey, if you are a new listener, go back and listen. We have so many other episodes. You know, we mentioned Colca Band, we have Effie, we've had Project Monix, Ethan Page, Swaggle, Kevin Smith, <laughs> Kevin yeah. Smith, and, uh, Braden Harrington, uh, John Pollock and Waiting of Post Wrestling, Marty DeRosa, Sarah Shockey. God, I'm, uh, I don't even know. Yeah. We, we had a murderer's row of guests. They're pretty good. Yeah, and hey, we've had a lot of people, uh, not just figures in the world of wrestling, but people here from Pro Wrestling Tees. You know, we've had uh, Paul, who's uh, head of shipping. We've had Matt Nanks, who, God, he does so much stuff around here. We've had Frank, who's the operation manager. Vinny, graphic designer. Yeah, Julio, graphic designer. We've had stupid Michael, who runs like he, he holds the the digital part of our business down so yeah so go ahead listen to some of those episodes and let us know what you think you know we're uh we're excited for all the new listeners we have and hey we're happy for all the all the listeners that have been around you know all the all the trevors out there all the ogs all the og friends of the show all the vivians you know the dennis days the dennis days yep uh but this week's episode is uh it's a very special one for for us for me specifically uh it's Vicky Guerrero, and boy, was she just the nicest person. Uh, generous with her time. Oh, generous. Kind. I, I, so I believe we told the story last week on the Jericho one, but I'll, I'll tell it again. Uh, the first day that we got to the boat, we were in like the artist lounge, the VIP area, and we're all just getting our belongings, and we see Vicky, so we're like, all right, well, let's go over there and introduce ourselves. And we start talking with Vicky, and we let her know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Alberto, this is David. And uh, she's like, okay, cool, yeah. Like, how much time do you guys need? And I wasn't sure if it was like, how much time do I have? How to be much on? time do you need? Or like, right. you know. So we were like, oh, you know, just like 20, 30 minutes. And she was like, what? Yeah, that's it. She's like, no. Do you guys want an hour? I'll give you an hour. Yeah. She literally said, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, which was just the amazing, best. you know. Because um, for those of you unaware, Eddie Guerrero was my doorway into wrestling. I did not care before that uh but eddie guerrero just did it for me and like what a what a crazy world when like my life has gone into based on based on that based on me seeing yeah. a promo between paul Heyman and eddie guerrero and now we're here and vicky you know she she was just very like it was very fun to talk to her hearing yes. her tell her stories hearing things like from her perspective how like people just thought that there she was getting a handout yeah. because her husband died on the job and like she very much became her own character with her own legacy and it's like wasn't just depending she wasn't just eddie guerrero's widow she was vicky guerrero yeah and, and you got to see it from a perspective of uh you know she had to be the breadwinner now and mm-hmm. uh, she was very humble mm-hmm. i mean you guys will hear but um yeah, what, I, we say this a lot with a lot of our guests, but one of our favorite interviews we've done. Yeah, I uh, there's a story up front that I talk about all the time uh, where we, I don't know if we get down to the bottom of it, but Vicky Guerrero uh, may or may not be my aunt, my tia Vicky. To be determined. To be determined. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to that interview with Vicky Guerrero. All right, so this is the one interview I have been the most excited for when uh, the guest list was announced for who was going to be on the Jericho cruise, and Dave and I were like, "We've been oh, talking about it for like a while. maybe we could talk to this person, maybe we could talk to that person." We saw your name, and I was like, "I have to." I'm like, "We have to get her on here, and I have to tell this story." I tell this story all the time. So when I was a kid, I didn't get into wrestling till a little bit later, till probably when I was about 12. And so at the time, all my friends they 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 were into wrestling and stuff, and. I kind of wanted like the one up on them and through Wikipedia. So I don't know if it's true or not, but I saw that before you were Vicky Guerrero, you were Vicky Lara. Yes. My full name is Al- uh, Alberto Lara. So I would oh. tell people, I was like, oh, Vicky, yeah, it's my aunt. They'd go, wow. I'm like, yeah, Vicky girl, it's my aunt. I just, I don't really like to talk about it. That's why I never really like talked about wrestling. You know, I'm like, it's just, it's a thing. And because we were all 12, you know, 13, everyone was just like, oh, okay. And then when you became like more of a prominent on-screen character, like every week, they're like, why was your aunt such a jerk? She she came out and was just yelling at everyone. I don't think they used jerk, right? Uh, they they might have, they may or may not have used jerk. We we're also 12, 13 year old boys, but yeah. So it was just for like forever. I was just like, oh yeah, my aunt Vicky, my aunt Vicky. And then when I actually got to work at Pro Wrestling Tees, and you would come by the shop, I was always so nervous to like talk to you. Like I would just be like, hello Vicky, and then like I was just like. Oh, 
and even like my cousin who works up in the front with me she'd be like why don't you go say hi to your aunt and i was always like shut up i'm like i'm not gonna tell her that story but if i had to tell her, i had to tell her on the podcast that i'm so happy to be here podcasting with my uh with my aunt vicky vicky how are you doing Orale, ¿cómo estás? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can at least call each other brother and sister if you want to do that or brother from another mother yeah, that would yeah or maybe even yeah maybe even that but it was just again one of those things where like you're a kid and like I probably could have said that I was related to any like wrestler. You never thought you had to be accountable for that, right? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> He's still hoping somehow there's a connection. Yeah, I've never known the Mexican family. Yeah, yeah sure. and that's what it is. Well, especially because like, but my dad, he, you know, it comes from him and. He's like, yeah, I don't really know any of my cousins or anything. So I'm always, like, there are occasionally people come up to me, like, I'm back from Chicago, and they'll be like, hi. And I'm like, hey. And they're like, oh, I'm, I'm Alberto's cousin. I'm Alberto's aunt or something. We have the same name. And I'm like, oh, hi. And they just sit there and talk to me in the back of my head. I'm like, this could be a complete stranger, and they could just be making this up. How's it I feel? No. How'd it feel? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm like, hello. I get that a ton. Yeah. People say, oh, I'm, I'm your long-lost uh, cousin. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, hello. Yeah, we do get people that say, oh, I'm your, like, third cousin, you know, on your mom's side. And, I'm, you know, I just I have to ignore it after a while because everyone wants to be somebody. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we're on the Jericho Cruise right now, so excuse any background noise you, you may hear. We're in the the artist's lounge, and yeah. I think they're setting up for dinner, but it should be fine. What's it? What's this like? Because you mentioned that you've been on cruises before, but this is... It's a whole other thing being on this Chris Jericho cruise. Yeah, I mean, what a great concept to bring, like, you know, these rock bands and the wrestlers and having AEW and, you know, Gabriel Iglesias, you know, fluffy guy. It just all seems to gel together and um, everyone just compliments everyone else, you know, and their acts. And so it's just, I'm having a great time. And for me to be able to be invited, was just like an honor. Um, I'm really trying to see if I can yell at everyone, you know, excuse me in their rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one more morning to try this out, but it's it's been a blast. I'm so happy I was invited. So I have all the Guerreros here. Yeah, That's my travel. real family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, like, you're actual like, you're family. Actual yeah. family, <laughs> legal family. <laughs> so it's it's been a blast. And I love the casino part too. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned it because a lot of the other acts, like they do all just kind of like mesh together where you're like, oh, what do wrestling fans really love? Of wrestling, comedy, and rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. So yeah and, and Chris Jericho is so talented that you know he sings and he has his band and and to bring other bands into uh, just kind of mentor to everyone, you know. And, and we've known everyone for like 20, 30 years, so it's just like family getting together again and friends. It's a big reunion, and you know the ocean's beautiful and Bahamas was beautiful, so it's been a perfect trip. Yeah, being on the Bahamas, it's, it's all, it is just one of those like weird things where because we were on the one last year and then even with this one where we're just like what like what is this what is this like weird life that we're just like <laughs> on the bahamas i guess tech because we work for pressing tees like it's technically work um but i've like i've never had another job where they're like hey you gotta go f- to the bahamas for a week and then you might have to like pass out shirts or something and i'm like, like all right I that's guess. fine i'm like that is a very fair trade but it is fun like walking around and seeing like all just like wrestling legends and like the up and coming guys from AEW and like I mean I don't know how it is for you I guess maybe you could talk on it a little bit more but like when they said oh everyone's gonna be able to mesh I thought like man it might just be a lot of like oh hi hi can I take a picture can I take a picture like has there been a lot of that or people a little bit more respectful just wait till you know you're finished with dinner or whatever the Um, case may be we're here for the fans Mm -hmm. first and foremost you know Mm -hmm. because it's about them they paid for their crews to come on here and you know they seem so embarrassed or like you know shy I'm really sorry to bother you I'm like don't be sorry like this mm-hmm. is what this is for is to come up and say hi and they've been great i mean and for them to share their stories about their you know wrestling experiences and the shows they saw with eddie and and with myself it's great because i think without i know without the fans we can't do this mm-hmm. you know the, the fans you know make it possible to have these you know wrestling cru- cruises and for us to do what we love you know so to have them on here it's been it's been fun you know and and they're they don't bother me. You can tell they're shy, and I love messing with them because they're they look at me and they look away. Then the, like last time I was at the casino, and I some of them just kind of stand behind me, and I could like sense that someone <laughs> is behind me, and they're like, "Oh, I don't want to bother you, but but you are bothering me because you're right behind <laughs> me." And I just you know they just want that introduction, like you know I just want to say hi, and it's it's great, you know. I mean, it has to be a little bit more fun with you, especially because there's Vicky Guerrero, and then there's Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. So you could 
you know, it's kind hard of, being mean in the hallways, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's great, you know. And uh, we just did an autograph session, and I got to do the excuse me, you know, with them, make videos, and they loved it. And it's so funny how these two words mm-hmm. still mean so much they to resonate. this day. Yeah. Well, even earlier, we were. It was us and Ryan and just the whole group of us. It's like 16 of us, so it's hard for us to find. Yeah, like, y'all come in like like these huge groups. Like an entourage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, 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 typic- it's the thing where it's Ryan, he, he, you know, he's going. And then Frank is his right hand, so he had to go. And I'm Frank's right hand, so I had to come. And then, you know, like Dave, he, he does like all the designs for almost all the wrestlers here, all the AEW guys. So, you know, he wanted to come. And it sort of just, mount, you know, mountains into or rolls into, who, all right, who can't come because someone has to stay at, at the shop yeah. and, like, run yeah. the, the thing, you know? It's like, we're there. You know, you guys have such a great thing you do for us. You know, y'all, your designs and your creativity and how you make all these great shirts um, and the lapel pins and mm-hmm. everything. I, I just want to say thank you. I mean, because um, y'all have been really great to us, you know, and with travel shirts and Eddie's and mine. It's, um, you guys are badass. Well, yeah. thank you very That's much. And it, it is a big operation. When I went last time to see y'all, I mean, this place just keeps going on and on. And, went, and I think y'all were getting ready to go into different buildings. We just purchased two new warehouses that are, yep. one's mainly just going to be storage and the other one, it's... Some offices, we'll, yeah. Some offices. That's we'll, we'll eventually find something to do with them. Yeah, it's and it's like it's funny because like I I got to know Ryan when he had just a very very small shop, and I, like we got to know each other because I was like, oh my god, like it's the one hour tea guys. Colt Cabana is always talking about the one hour tea guys, and one day he was like, hey, you work at the movies because I would uh, I would find movie tickets and give them to Colt Cabana, and he was like, do you want to trade movie tickets for free T-shirts? And I was like. Yeah, immediately, you know, <laughs> and then like through that, I got to like know Ryan, and now I'm part of this like giant operation that he has, which like again, like seeing how, like even watching the the Pro Wrestling Team movie that they had, like seeing that we're now in this giant facility, and they came from just this like tiny little. It's like the first time was maybe about as big as his office, yeah, you know, and but like we love helping everyone. Like that's the one thing with Ryan where. Like, like he tries to play cool sometimes where he's like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not that big of a wrestling fan anymore. But whenever the legends come around, he's like, oh. he's huge wrestling he's like, fan. Oh my well, God. it's funny when Ryan asked me to come to Chicago and sign, you know, mm-hmm. some photos. He goes, it should be just a thousand. I'm like, okay. But it was actually like a little bit more than that. And y'all had them stacked up, like all ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't your first rodeo, is it? No, I mean, yeah. we get lots of autographs. Yeah, it's, yeah that, that, that's it's a big deal. Like, I didn't realize all the work that went into all the pro wrestling crates and everything y'all put into it. But mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what I think What where it comes in handy for us is that, like, we have the wrestling fan in Ryan who's like in charge of everything and so but it's also there's other people in the shop so it's easy to be like hey would you like this you know excuse me pin it's like yeah of course I would love that or hey would you (laughs) like this you know whatever the case may be because it's easy to just like oh is this something you would like as a wrestling fan so it's easy for us but I mean even having like the ability to help out like as many wrestlers you know you, you mentioned Chavo like yourself and just all the other legends everyone like, everyone's yeah. you know I mean even Lisa Marie we're talking about you know her shirts and stuff and we just it's uh it's just a lot of fun and you guys are just a huge shout out to pro wrestling <laughs> tees <laughs> no thank you thank you but um yeah I mean like it's it's fun for us you know especially interacting like I I'll tell the story often. Like, I remember specifically this past WrestleMania where Arn Anderson, he had just left WWE and he opened up his store and he was like top seller selling all these t shirts. And typically, Ryan will send me to like WrestleCon weekends to get him autographs because I'm mean, even to the shop, we have a uh-huh. giant autograph wall. And Arn Anderson was one of those people. So I'm just waiting in line. I get up to him. I'm like, I introduce myself, you know, hi, I'm Alberto. I work for Ryan over at Pro Wrestling Tees. And then typically this is what happens. They hear Ryan, Ryan. from Pro Wrestling Tees. So he gets up and just gives me the biggest hug. And Arn Anderson, he's just hugging me. He's like, oh, I my God, him. thank you so much. Yeah, yeah he's like the sweetest person. He's sitting there. He's like, thank you so much for your everything, you know. And he's like, here's an art. I'm like, oh, I'm not Ryan. Like, I just work for him. You know, I'm like, here, let me pay for a autograph. And he's like, I'm not taking, like, there's so many people. Like, Ryan will send me not to get free autographs. Like, I'll try to pay so many of the wrestlers. And they're like, no, take, I I don't want any yeah, of your we money. We value you guys, so 
Yeah, but it, that's always fun though interacting with the yeah. with, with with the older wrestlers. It's fun though being on board with like everyone because like you mentioned you're here for all the fans and you just had like the mean greet. You had the live show scheduled as well, right? With Jericho or has that happened? That's tomorrow, Thursday that's at tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's from 3 to 4 three to four i think mm-hmm. yeah so that should be fun and how, my podcast tomorrow how's it been like starting like as i know with us we you know we've only been podcasting for a few months now but like what's it like for you because well i'm watching how y'all do this oh, <laughs> but i mean with you it's just you've known so many people involved with wrestling for so long that i imagine the stories are just endless yeah you know it's it, i was approached by you know jerry strauss to see if i want to do a podcast i never thought of it i mean I've, I've always done interviews and i was okay with that but to be on the other side of it um i'm real picky and i have a little bit of ocd which my husband can <laughs> <laughs> can uh, vouch for but I, I wanted to do research on someone and to learn about them was fascinating to me and um, to have the opportunity to bring friends that I've worked with in WWE and to interview them it was it's been great I mean it's I probably don't even need half the research because we just talk about old times and mm-hmm. you know our storylines um, but it, I like it a lot and um, of course my producer works really hard because he does all the editing and stuff because I just need your name that's all I need <laughs> I'll do the rest of it but I, I like it and we're going on um, probably our six month so okay. it's it's good it's a lot of work mm-hmm. and to try to be flexible with everyone's schedule mm-hmm. that's something that we, we try and you know keep stress-free but I, I like it a lot yeah that's the thing with us that we tend to like um because if it's people like if it's people at the shop that we're interviewing that's easy you know because we see them every day yeah. but when it is like an actual like wrestler wrestling legend whatever we you know we have we gotta all, accommodate yeah you know we have yeah. all like the because i mean like with me i had, I didn't have to research Vicky Guerrero. I know who she is, you know. <laughs> but with aunt. A, yes, yeah. my aunt. Yeah, but with a lot of people, it's kind of the same thing. Where we were, okay, this is you know maybe we'll bring this this and that up, and then before we know it, we're like, oh, it's been forty five minutes, and we didn't even reach any of like our information because yeah. I think that's where you get like the more genuine like fun conversations. Yeah, and I'm trying because I'm not trying to be just a wrestling you know podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have Gabriel Iglesias on it, you know, and. I'm trying to have like women that are empowering and politicians and activists and I, I want to have a different genre and even when I do interview the wrestlers I want it to be not just about the wrestling but you know how's their family and how do you balance the, the time between family and wrestling and, and talk about you know how how life is because I think the fans want to know too you know more than just the wrestler you know because everyone knows everyone's story. How so, how is that for you balancing family and wrestling? Because, uh, you know, when when Vicky Guerrero the character kind of just took off, I don't think any like I didn't think it was gonna work. Yeah, right, like I'm, <laughs> like I didn't think like oh Vicky Guerrero's gonna become like the biggest bad guy and just like Thank people. You. Are, like, well, and you that's mentioned- so funny. It, it it works so well for mm-hmm. you, but like anyone that's met you or interacted with you, you're like the nicest person. Yeah, you are. You're legitimately, Thank and it's you. not just because you're here. You're like the sweetest person, Thank and you. the fact that like two words, excuse me, you got you got to be like, you know, people would get so angry at you just coming out and saying them. Like, what was it like balancing, you know, having to be like an on-screen character while also being a mother? Well, I think. Uh- I had two sides of it because when Eddie was working, I got to be home and take care of the house and the girls and be there for them while he went and traveled. But when it turned around to where I was traveling, um, I went through, I'm writing a book right now. So I, right now I'm writing about the different nannies I had. And that was really difficult because the nannies took my place in a lot of things, you know, going to the school activities, videotaping for me so I could see it. And that's the downfall that I, that was hard to accept is that I didn't have anyone to be there for my girls like I was, you know, when Eddie right. was traveling. Um, that's that's hard, you know, and um, they were in junior high and high school, so during my 10 years, I miss a lot of school activities. And um, by the grace of God, you know, the girls are okay, and they, they forgave me <laughs> for many times, but um, if I wasn't there, I made sure that they were prepared, you know, proms and homecoming and dances and their sporting events, you know. I, I was very organized to make sure that they had everything they need before I left, because especially Europe tours, you know, we're gone for like two oh, and a yeah. half weeks, and um, even though I, I always wanted to go on them, I didn't think I'd 
it would affect that much, you know, but it's a, it's a lot on the family. And the girls were used to it with Eddie. So when I was doing it, they kind of knew how it worked. But there was difficult times. I mean, I'm not going to say it was all peaches and roses because there was some thorns in there, too. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. And what was it like adjusting when you were in, when you were done with it? Because, uh, you know, you were involved with it on one end, you know, with Eddie for, for so long. And then you were on the other end, like you mentioned. Yeah. And then finally kind of just going cold turkey and being There's gone. Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, when I left... WWE in 2014 I was ready um, I gave them a year notice so in 2013 I sat down with Vince and I just you know I tell him I said two months ended up being 10 years and, and I was going to school and I just had a lot of other things I wanted to do in life and uh, school was one of them and uh, and I missed just kind of being you know outside of it uh, and it, it was difficult when I left because I missed the ring every day I mean it was you thought, oh man, I'm gonna sleep now. I can throw in my suitcase. I can have a normal life. And um, but when you watch the wrestling, and I'm sitting back, and I'm like, oh god, what did I do? You everything, yeah. <laughs> what did I do? But um, till this day, I still miss the ring. I mean, it's something you can take me out of the ring, but the ring's always in my heart. And so to be in events like this, you know, on the on the cruise, and to uh, perform for the fans and to make them laugh and hate me, it's it just kind of it makes my heart happy today. <laughs> well, when, when you first started uh, becoming like one of the top heels, was it hard? Like when you're doing your job at the best, everyone's just hating you and booing you and, you know, saying not the nicest things to you. Was, was that hard knowing because you're a nice person? Um, but fans can be a little cruel sometimes. Yeah, you know, the fans didn't accept me at first, you yeah. know, when I went in because uh, I was Eddie's wife and I think a lot, I had a lot of things against me because they thought, oh, they gave her the job because Eddie passed away and, you know, she's not going to make it. And and I was honest, you know, I didn't have any experience. And the only reason they they thought I could do it was because of the Rey Mysterio, you know, child custody where mm -hmm. I did go in the ring. and. And uh, Johnny Ace was like, you can memorize it, Lions. And you did. I did backstage stuff with Eddie. So that never bothered me. And I was used to performing before, so crowds didn't bother me at all. And they're like, hey, we'd like to use you. And so that was that was okay. You know, I'm, but um, fans are, they hated me a lot. And <laughs> I, I had a thick skin, but it wasn't as thick as it should have been. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, I mean, especially the elderly ladies, they just, you know, you hear things when you're walking down the ramp, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to kill me. <laughs> but um, it was hard, you know, and we didn't have social media back then, so it wasn't as bad right. as it is now. But, um, you know, you hear a lot of things in the hotels, and you hear, the, you know, the fans talking, you park your car at a restaurant, and you hear some comments, and, you know, but I, my focus was to, uh, to make, do a good job for Vince, to make a living, you know, because that's what I had to do. I had my two kids and I needed to make things work. And um, little by little, I started uh, having that confidence and thick skin to not care. And maybe like after two years, I told Vince, I said, look, I really don't think they like me because, you know, the heat I was getting, yeah. I was like, oh my God, like this is bad. You know, I knew heat was good. I knew heel was good. But when you're the, the brunt of it when there's personal heat yeah, yeah you have to I had to think I don't want to insult the company and I didn't want to I didn't want to be here because I'm I'm you know not doing a good job and Vince is the one that said you know do you hear that roar out there when you go out there and do that you keep see people you know throwing you fingers and they hate you I'm like yes and he's <laughs> like that's money yeah he goes so I wouldn't have you here if it wasn't working he goes believe me he goes just go out there and do it again tonight you know, so it made me feel like I was accepted because, you know, just going into the Divas locker room, I wasn't the, the average girl that they would hire. You know, I mean, I, gosh, I mean, I learned how to shop and to do shoes and to work a mic. I mean, it was stuff that was really difficult. But um, little by little, I started getting my confidence. I first gained my identity that I didn't have when Eddie was around. You know, I was always Eddie's wife. Mm -hmm. You know, so to be... Now I'm Vicky Guerrero and I'm a person yeah. and everyone knows my name. Then it, I started having that confidence and I just went with it and, and I embraced it. Well, and you could kind of feel it with the crowd, you know, that real nasty hate started turning into like, we love to hate you. We love seeing you on there. And you ended up, you managed a lot of hunks on the show actually. Yeah. 
And then you kind of turn into that cougar character. Well, you know what's is... funny? I go to Comic Cons and, and you know fans will tell me, God, I just love to hate you. I'm like, why couldn't you tell me that back then? Because <laughs> yeah. y'all hurt my feelings. You could use that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, after a while, you know, watching Eddie and how he manipulated the crowds, I remembered a lot of stuff that he did. And so when I could take a crowd and apologize for something I did the week before and to turn it around and have them pissed off by the time yeah. I, I left the ring, I was enjoying that. I was like, I, they were in the palm of my yeah. hand. I was like, I got you right here. And and when it worked, it was great. And some nights were great, some were bad. But um, like you said, you know, for me to manage like Edge and mm-hmm. Dolph Ziggler and even like Cool, you know, and Jack yeah. Swagger, um, it, there's all learning and I learned so much from these guys I mean and talented and incredible legends that I'm we're, I can call them friends because I have a, a respect and we just have a great friendship with each other I think personally the one thing because like I mentioned I got into wrestling a little later and it was it was Eddie that what was mm-hmm. what, you know what got me and I remember it was a, a promo with between him and Paul Heyman like prior to WrestleMania wow. 20 and like looking back at it it's like oh of course of course paul Heyman and eddie guerrero talking like there was no no in ring nothing it was just them talking it's like what drew me in and i think that's why i've always been like more drawn into the characters that can just talk they can get on a microphone and just go it's like awesome they yeah. can and then that's like, it's like with the vicky guerrero character you know people are like oh we hate you and i'm always about like if i'm at a show boo the heels cheer the baby faces yeah. but you're always on the characters where i'm like yeah you know, <laughs> you know, when you mentioned Paul Heyman, uh, it was Paul Heyman and Teddy Long were the only ones that I could go off script. And Paul told me, he goes, we're just going to go out there and have fun, kid. And I loved it because in WWE, you have these long scripts. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't follow it, you heard about it when you you know came back into the gorilla. And Paul was like, I don't do scripts. And he goes, are you okay with that? And I'm like, thank you like you know thank you for letting me do this and we just went out there and he goes just feel it he goes you know we'll have a good time and and teddy long was the same way and i i enjoyed those nights that we could do that it was always like generally the most fun when you did stuff with them you know like especially with teddy because you were smacked oh, i love teddy long right teddy awesome. he's also like one of the nicest people oh ever. my like, gosh he's my mentor i i truly appreciate him yeah, he's all like. I think that's one of the more fun jobs, like from working here, is getting getting to know like the people. Like, there's been maybe one, maybe two, like people that I've met that have been like, ah, oh, maybe I caught you on a bad day. But everyone else has been so nice like, and so incredible, and it's like, oh, okay, like I can see why everyone in the wrestling community says this person is genuinely one of the nicest person, one of the best people. Like DDP, yeah. you know, every time he comes by the shop, he's just like the nicest person and it and it's funny because he's like he's so big and you're like he's just like this giant teddy bear that you just want to like oh man like thank you dallas you know and especially like all you all the wrestlers that ever come through the shop are like just so nice to everyone yeah like i know it's always like one of those things where we don't want to kind of like we're that person behind you's like i don't mean to bother but can i have a picture can i have a photo but yeah and like so it, it comes off the people that are like genuine like that and I think that was also one of the fun things about seeing you perform that it's like this is a character like yeah. you know if because I, I i can't recall did, were you like a, a baby face at any point or were you they just- tried me as a baby face the first month that i went i started with wwe mm-hmm. and um i think just vince just wanted to try and see if the heel would work and because uh, i think the fans already hated me they didn't want to see me there and i and I understood that part of it, you know, like, oh, here comes the wife. Yeah, she's going to cash in now. And I really just, I had, I had to just give it some time. And I said, okay, two months. That was our agreement. And when they they said two months, it went by. And they said, okay, let's try for, you want to do it like a, a year. And I was like, okay. You know, so it, it worked, you know, and it, it was fine. But, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, fans a lot of them don't separate reality from fiction mm-hmm. and I know that kayfabe is really important where you know a heel is a heel but when it came to the kids it, I just I, I made it so important that the kids saw that I was a, a nice person and it's just a character like a superhero or a bad guy on TV right. and I, I just thought that with me being a mom and kids like I didn't bullshit them yeah you that's know? important I wasn't gonna like you know go in the hotel lobby and be mean to the kids you know because i can't do that right you know so i really try to show both sides of who i was and who i was on tv now if a fan was being a 
you know what? Yeah. Well, then they got some Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> now, was that cathartic when you were in the ring and, like, you know, you're getting all these people yelling at you to just give it back to the crowd? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, what job could let me slap a guy or slap a girl and, you know, yeah. you know, spear edge? Like, you want me to spear edge? And when they tell me I could do that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. let's do it. But then we got the sponsors that came in and Subway didn't want the girls being hit, or, you know, or whatever sponsor was upset for that week. But um, they would tell me, are you okay? And I'm like, of course I'm okay. Like, I want to do this. Yeah. But, you know, things change. You spoke uh, about wanting to speak to, like, uh, like women as far as for your podcast. And that's, like, one of the things that might be – it's probably more interesting for you now seeing because I think at the time it was still the Divas division yes. with wrestling. And, like, if you look at how competitive it is now, it's just, like, almost night and day. And, like, what's that like for you seeing that, like, the women went from kind of just, like, all right – you know the quote-unquote bathroom rinks and now they're like main eventing wrestlemanias and they're putting on like better matches than you know some of the men and well i you know when i was in wwe the girls you know with their time cut you know they'd have oh you have a 10 minute match and then when it was gorilla oh we cut you down to two minutes or if that maybe a minute but you know and the women were used for like tna matches and Mm -hmm. whatever it was and i saw the disappointment in the girls in the locker room and i was i was having a lot of tv time and i guess it didn't affect me until when I started seeing the change of the women coming in um, and that the respect was starting to grow I think that's really important you know because uh, today the women are getting a lot of opportunities you know to main event you know Wrestlemania and um, intergender matches and stuff I think that's really important but you know times change and it's important for me to do the podcast with women because um, not only are they everyone's a person and everyone Mm -hmm. has life and I think that just because you're a wrestler, you still have other things that that it's important to you as well. So I, that's something that's, you know, and also my podcast, even though you have a wrestler, I still like to talk to the wife, you know, because it takes a unit to make the wrestler successful. And so that's something that's important to me. That's kind of one thing is like with us, with like the women, especially the women involved with wrestling, because it is like, yeah, they are more than just that character along with like, there's so many podcasts out there where it's just like let's talk to all the men in wrestling and it's like well yeah hey like there's just as many like interesting like women you know like there's and i guess that's interesting also like i mentioned i've never really thought about talking about you know to the wrestler's partner be it you know like well i feel that because when eddie was famous and doing everything um no one asked me how i was feeling through his drug abuse and alcoholism and his stardom and when he got fame again and when we lost our job and I mean, we filed bankrupt. I mean, we went, it was really hard. And so no one asked me. So I just think it's important that everyone in the family gets credit. And so that's where I thought this is important for me to be that voice for the family. For sure, so yeah. uh, whether it be Randy Orton and his wife or Kurt Angle or, um, you know, Tara and Johnny, um, you know, from Impact, I, I just think that's important, you know, to have get both sides have the husband and wife there and I think that just brings a great conversation because fans need to know that there's more to these guys than just the wrestler that, yeah that, that's a very interesting way it's uh yeah because I, I mean like kind of look like you saying that now I'm sitting back and I'm like huh I'm like I guess I never did factor yeah, if that if anyone steals my ideas I'm <laughs> gonna find them we're, <laughs> no, we're not gonna let that happen but so did wrestling come into your life prior to Eddie or was it one of those things where because it's kind of we've heard of people like married to a wrestler or you know with a wrestler yeah. where like they they knew I hated a little wrestling. bit really really yeah i was um the only oldest girl in the family and i younger brothers so that wrestling was on but i wasn't interested mm-hmm. um i didn't care for wrestling until i met eddie and then he, of course his whole family was promoting in el paso and they were you know his dad would travel and bring wrestlers in and i only dated eddie because i wanted to meet the von erics <laughs> <laughs> that's all i knew in wrestling and um you know so when i started dating him more and i had a, i started learning to respect and i started appreciating what the family business was doing for the you know to feed the family and the the fame and the, all the hard work that was something that was like oh i'm getting this now and then i started loving it uh, I know your daughter, she wrestled for a bit. Um, was that something that you were, like, happy for? Or you're a little bit more happy? Like, because, you, I mean, you have a different perspective. You're able to yeah, see, you, you know, like, what wrestling does to some people uh, as opposed to others. And so was that something when she 
kind of approached you and was i mean i imagine as a guerrero it's not strange for her to say hey I want to get in there myself. Well, when Eddie was alive, the girls were not allowed to be in wrestling. Really? I mean, and I never, we never talked about me being a part of it. But uh, after I started with WWE, uh, Shaw had come to my uh, one of my shows, and Johnny Ace is the one that saw her, and he's like, he's like, man, she's growing up a lot. And I was like, yes, Johnny, yeah. You know, he knew the girls since you know yeah. they were young, and he approached her and said, hey, kid, you want to try you know the PC and see how it works? And it was back then it was FCW in Tampa, but. Um, you know, I let them make their own decisions. I have a younger daughter, Sherilyn, who doesn't care for it. She's a dancer and she has other things. So um, as long as they're happy, that's all I want is for them to, whatever their, their career is, is to be happy and, you know, I'll love them either way. But I think if Eddie was alive, it might have been a little oh. different decision. <laughs> well, and now you've got a good perspective of what it's like to yeah. work backstage and, you know, the politics involved with wrestling so yeah. you could be a really good guiding light for her yeah and we talked i mean you know there's a lot of long conversations that have to happen about you know what is it that she wants to get out of the wrestling and you know is this what you want to do i, I always wanted them to, to finish school you know but that she took a different route and that's okay everyone doesn't need school you know to succeed so um as long as they're happy then i was okay with it and now if things change in a few years either one of them approached you and said hey i'm i'm thinking about getting back into back into it um do you feel like with the way women's wrestling is going now that that would kind of be like an ideal thing for them because like you meant even with the early fcw days that was still i mean was it maybe in like a year a year or two into like nxt when kind of just like all that change where it was like it wasn't the nxt yeah, divas well, it was you the, know well shaw was raquel diaz in fcw mm-hmm. uh she hurt her neck so that's why hunter released uh her um she can't wrestle today but she's this amazing ring announcer now that i never mm-hmm. thought that mm-hmm. she could do that um so that was something that you know she found another direction to do and in this business there's always something you can be a part of so um she she enjoys that you know so yeah it's it's just you never know what in this business what's going to happen or who's going to say yes to you well speaking speaking of going to school when you left you went to school for medical administration yes healthcare administration yeah was that something you were always interested in and yeah because when eddie was alive i had the girls and um our agreement was for me to stay home and be available to them um you know, and also that allowed us to travel with Eddie a lot. Uh, so whenever I uh, started school in 2013, uh, I liked it. And I really wanted something for me to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So whenever that was uh, happening, um, I finished my associates and then got my bachelor's. It started making me feel like there was something really proud that we could, uh, you know, do. What are, what was what's your most memorable moment as Vicky Guerrero, the on-screen character? Because oh, you, you're just involved in so many like fun, memorable things, you know that it's like I don't know if there's even one specific that you can just pick out of out of the bunch. You know, I, the probably the top five I could think of. I would say that the, my number one is getting Tombstone by Undertaker. <laughs> that was my highlight because I I love Mark so much, mm-hmm. and uh, I have a great respect for him, and we were friends before that. So to be able to work with him and to have that happen to me, which the fans just loved, uh, it was it, that was the highlight. Yeah, yeah that that's got to be like I remember like even like as you know like watching that live like that's one of those things where it's like yeah you know the bad guy finally got like their comeuppance. Oh yeah, but there was be, always a payback when I was a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny that you mentioned that, that like if that is your friend and you know you like you love and respect the guy like that's got to be something where like it's a. Uh, it's gratifying to be able well, to like, you know even though your friends backstage i've known you know, remember i've known these guys for 10 15 20 years so my only fear was that uh, that i wasn't going to do my part correctly so to give my 100 percent and to do what i was expected to do and be on time with whether edge wanted me to cheat at a certain corner or whatever it was I, I was a little nervous, you know, because they're, now they're not friends. These are the legends right. of the business, and they're depending on me to do this storyline. So it was a lot more than just, you know, these are my friends, and they, they won't hate me if I mess <laughs> up, you know. So by the grace of God, everything always worked out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, to me, when when I think of you, like one of my favorite moments is that pudding match. <laughs> uh, bring that up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you know, you shove Stephanie in, but like. You're there, and then it was at that moment like the crowd came full circle on you, and you did that little. Oh, now they love me. (laughs) You did that taunt, but it was like to me, 
I like I almost cried. I was like, this is like so perfect for you. Thank you. Um, and in fact, like uh, Ryan was like, oh, we got to make a micro brawler. That, that was the outfit I did for your micro brawler because like I think you that forgot all the, the mud spots. <laughs> yeah, on I know, it. <laughs> but like, I didn't want it to look like really weird. But um, yeah, I, that was to me that was one of my favorite moments, and I think the crowd was like. You could feel the appreciation when you were doing that. Yeah, so. you know, to work with the McMahons, I was probably one of the few that was able to go into a ring and do a promo with the McMahons. So when Stephanie had told me that she wanted to be a part of my last match, and I thought, okay, well, you know, there's always a curve with Stephanie because, yeah. you know, it's not, of course, she's going to set up a match with her, but there's always an ulterior motive. And, of course, she had the other girls come in. Um, but, you know, WWE was so gracious in letting, uh, letting me have that opportunity to, you know, first finish on my own terms. And then uh, for Stephanie to agree that, okay, now you can throw me in. And I was like, what? Yeah. You know, and, um, I'm, always, I'm always appreciative of that. And yeah. WWE gave me a lot of opportunities and just um, this chance in life to kind of find myself, you know, because it was really hard when Eddie passed away. I didn't even know what to do. So to have my own identity in this great business was something that's always a blessing to me. Being around wrestling as long as you have this, you might have to think hard or about this question, but uh, the one thing we always bring up is, uh, do you remember the first piece of wrestling merchandise that, that you owned? I imagine it might probably something of Eddie's, but like I always mentioned, the, fir- the first anything wrestling that I owned was... Uh, I'm your poppy t-shirt uh-huh. you know which is it's funny because I'm sitting here across from you and you were involved <laughs> with that um, but I mean being in wrestling for as long as you have do you have like a recollection of that like what would have been the first thing uh, Eddie <laughs> 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 no um, you know Eddie didn't like to collect a lot of things yeah. I was the one that was collecting the stuff for him because we were proud of him mm-hmm. You know, he didn't want to, I wish he would have kept belts that he won and, you know, replicas that we could have put in the house. But I, I kept a lot of his re- awards and, you know, pl- you know, plaques that he got or whatever it was from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, that was just stuff I wanted for the girls to have later on, you know, and um, he appreciated it. But I, I kept a lot of the magazines, especially when Eddie would come out in them. You know, that was something that I love to do. So I scrapbook. So I made a lot of scrapbooks for Eddie with all his what is you know mexico matches and new japan and we went to ecw and mexico so there's a lot of history that i have kept is there is of all that merchandise and it doesn't have to just be any merchandise to be maybe in some of your own but is there like a specific one that's your favorite hell yeah it's my doll by myself i mean who gets a doll that someone makes you know mm-hmm. um WWE was so great to, you know, design a doll. I have two there by myself, and I have one with Edge and one with Dolph. And to see yourself in a plastic box <laughs> with your picture on it was it was just really amazing and pretty cool, you know, to have something like that. You were also a character in one of the video games, weren't you? Yeah, like, I was in three video games. Yeah, how so crazy is that? To have the sensors put on you, and they scan you, and especially with me, you know, I had to yell like, a lot of times to get my excuse me on the video, but those things were just really great you know and who gets to be in a video game or you know to uh, be a part of you know um trading cards and just stuff like that it's just it's really incredible is it one of those things where because we've been around other wrestlers when they have signings where they'll bring something up to you to sign and you're like what like when did they make this or you just forget about like i mentioned trading cards i imagine there's Probably there's, a lot, yeah. there's a lot of them out there that I don't know if you would have seen all of them, but does that happen frequently Like when you're doing autograph signings? Oh, yeah. They'll bring stuff that when I first started WWE, and I'll be like, oh, my God, it's <laughs> fucking ugly there. <laughs> like, just how I've changed, you know, and uh, it's just it's amazing how the fans keep things, too, you know, and, and wait to see me. Yeah, so, I mean, just especially, like, books that, you know, WWE makes of, like, the cartoons and the encyclopedias. It's cool to have the fans bring those, and I sign them. Yeah, I uh, like I I really enjoyed when like you came onto our site and started to do stuff with us because like you mentioned like people love Vicky you know and it's that's always like the one fun thing with us where like because I work in the back and just seeing pe- like seeing when the shirts are printed that's always like one of my favorite things just to see like all oh, right okay, let's see what's you know yeah. and t- I'm like whenever I see someone like get like a Vicky Guerrero shirt it always just kind of warms my heart. Um, but Vicky, thank you for giving us yes, your time. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you guys. This is, I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, no, this is I fun. I would have like, thought we'd be in the 
in the Bahamas, like James. Yeah, right. Who, who'd have thunk I'd be with my aunt? Yeah. yeah. On the on the finally tracked her down. Yeah, finally tracked her down. Yeah. I can confirm to all those twelve-year-olds that I wasn't lying, that I was telling the <laughs> truth. Uh, but thank you, Vicky, so much for giving us your time. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank I you. wish y'all so much success. Thank, thank you, you so much. you again to vicky for that interview um boy like i'm telling you i was just so excited to like yeah. just uh, what kept happening a lot of the time was i would sit there and just hear her like she's telling these stories and we would be entranced yeah and i forget like oh okay i have to hurry up and carry the conversation mm-hmm. but yeah such a sweetheart i i love my tia vicky um whether or not we are family doesn't matter because she'll always be aunt she'll always be my aunt vicky to me and again just one of the nicest people ever yeah um also there was that little uh that little cameo by uh, imposter my doppelganger yeah by david's doppelganger like it was funny some guy came up to him and he was like hey are you uh one half of the hosts of a pwt cast yeah uh but yeah very fun recording with vicky um hopefully we can get her on again at some point like i that keeps happening where like, yeah, there's more to be said. There's more to be said, and almost every person we talk to, I'm like, I want to do another episode with them. Yep. Uh, which leads to next week's episode. It's uh, Hot Topic Joe. Yep. The Little twofer. Joe, twofer. Yeah, we. It was a really fun recording with him and like his girlfriend Rachel. Very she, cool. Yeah, she. I'm almost like. Oh, was this like a Joe episode or a Joe and Rachel episode? Because she was like, I'm just gonna sit in with you guys, yeah. but very much wound up like had to chime in had to chime in yeah. and got to know her yeah you know? super cool super cool you know we got to know her uh so next week's episode will be you know that episode with hot topic joe joe enriquez metal joe rules and featuring a cameo by rachel uh but uh one of the segments that we've we've kind of liked on in the last few weeks just because of just busy just being busy i know we had one for the uh Colcabana episode but it's a fan of the week. This week's is a really special one because we got uh, Monica Heredia, wife of Stupid Michael. Yeah, she has to put up with him all the time. All the time. And hey, today's, uh, well, as we're recording right now on Friday, uh, Matthew's birthday, their yeah. son. One of the M's from M3. One of the M's from M3 Toys. Uh, this is my favorite segment of the show, uh, specifically because we get to hear the beautiful music of one Kevin Aldridge. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. Me and Nick just went on and on about Kevin Aldridge on uh, our episode he's a treasure he is like we also talked it was funny we'll, we'll get to the, that part right now but uh but when we put out like hey we're gonna be doing this podcast does anyone have any questions or anything uh sarah uh shocky she was like oh talk about your guys's friendship and i was like sarah we're gonna talk about how much we love you oh yeah and then uh friend of the show caitlin she was like i just want to hear 45 minutes of how awesome sarah is and i was like yeah that's called the PWT cast. Yeah. It's available every Monday on iTunes. It's a love letter. Yeah, uh, Google, Stitcher Play, all that stuff. Um, but let's go ahead and get into Fan of the Week. Discrump and Stank, I'm riding today to be the Fan of the Week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning, I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. Hi, my name is Monica Heredia, and uh, also known as Stupid Michael's Wife. Uh, this is Lucas from Parts Unknown. Hello, I'm French. Um, I think that's their name. I signed up for I signed up recently and ordered a box on your site. But after that order, I saw that my personal information on pro wrestling crates. Um, pro wrestling crate. Um, is that was a question or? I'm not sure what they're trying to say. There is uh, information for my credit card and place of residence that I would not like it to be recorded. Um, I didn't know you guys record personal information. If you can solve this problem, it would suit me. Um, I'm a little confused on the question. Well, the best part is Michael has to answer it. So, uh, Damn, too bad he's downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Have a nice day. Thank you to Monica for that. Uh, we love Monica here at the PWT cast. She really uh, balances out the Heredia clan there. Yeah, she's you know she's uh, the capital M and M three toys. <laughs> she's uh, you know she helps she helps run the business and more than helps more than I helps. I would say Michael helps her. 
Yeah, definitely. It you know, which like is so weird because and we mentioned when when Michael first started working on the Michael episode, the stupid Michael episode, how like I went to school. I I grew up essentially with his wife. I was friends with her brother. We were in the same grade. Uh, so for like Monica Garcia to just disappear out of my life and then come back in as Monica Heredia, I was like, whoa. This is so weird. What happened? Yeah, what happened? You know, <laughs> you poor woman. You poor woman. Uh, but yeah, th- thank you for our, uh, everyone who's tuning in. Uh, all you new listeners, all you old listeners. You know, we we love and appreciate all you guys. Um, but I've actually, uh, I think I've run out of things to say here, David. Yeah, I got nothing else either. I'm done. Yeah. So uh, thank you for everyone. Uh, make sure if you already aren't follow us on social media we're available on twitter and instagram at pwtcast you can find our personal social medias there as well um we you know we release these episodes every monday uh you know we don't plan on stopping anytime soon episode 100 is uh is going to be a founder and owner of pro wrestling tees uh ryan barkin so you know make sure you tune in for that but yeah um Go ahead and leave us a, a review, a nice review over on iTunes yeah. if you get the chance. Five stars, please. Five stars, please. And hey, we also sell t-shirts. If you go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash PWTCast, you'll see the the beautiful t-shirt designed by the very talented David Stinkin over yes. here. Uh, but yeah, I've uh, I've run out of things to say here. Me too. I'm done. So we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and throw over to friend of the show. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say. And so... Well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.